Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another bonus episode. So I've been doing a lot of thinking about my business and about where I want it to go, why it's here, what its purpose is, all of that kind of over the last six months or so. So I'm one of those people who really likes to check in with my purpose because, well, it's actually one of my top five values and to make sure that I'm on the right path and living in alignment with it. But the thing is, I kind of don't really need to do that because my purpose is so important to me that I'm always focusing on it. I've got such a strong sense of what I'm here to do that it's kind of like as natural to me as breathing, I suppose. My purpose is to change lives. My purpose is to burn diet culture to the ground. You've heard me say it. My purpose is to show women that they actually don't have to automatically hate their bodies and struggle with food and have meltdowns when they look in the mirror and all that stuff. Like there's actually a better way and it's not even that difficult. So I want to undo the conditioning that we're given by society and the people around us so that it's not the norm to feel shit about ourselves. And, you know, sometimes I feel like the world is shifting and things are getting better. And then sometimes I feel like we've still got really a long way to go, really far to go. So the other day I got a comment on one of my Facebook posts about my upcoming free masterclass, which is called Nourishment Over Punishment. Side note, actually go and register for it. If you haven't already, it's on this Thursday night, if you're listening live and you can still get the replay recording. If you can't make it live, the link is in the show notes, pause this, go get it now. Um, but right. So anyway, yes, comment on one of my Facebook posts about that masterclass. And it was from a man who was a personal trainer with like an eight pack and clearly like he clearly devotes his life to that pursuit of like an ideal body. And he commented and he said, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but talking about nourishment over punishment, then showing a picture of a cake with diet culture sucks written on it is sending the wrong message. And I was like, you know what? It's sending exactly the right message. It's sending the message that you don't have to punish your body and you don't have to punish yourself for not being able to fit into this dream beauty ideal that's realistically not achievable for 99.95% of us. Diet culture is the thing that's making us do that. So diet culture sucks. And instead of punishment and diet culture, you can choose nourishment, nourishing your body, nourishing your mind, nourishing your soul. And if I have to get that message across on a cake, then I'm damn well going to do it. So I got a comment as well, actually, back about my back ages ago about my social media posts, back when I first started like coming out of diet culture and, you know, getting mad because that's a process that most of us go through. You start getting mad as hell at all the BS you've been taught. And I got this comment that my posts were a bit angry lately. 
And at the time I thought, oh, okay, like maybe I should tone it down a bit to make my message more palatable and to get people on board and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Screw that. (laughs) Screw that. I am angry. I am angry that people are still pushing this narrative that we have to change to be worthy. I am angry that there are people like this guy on Facebook who probably don't even know what it's like to be at war with your body day in and day out. Although realistically, who knows? I mean, I was probably doing the same thing when I was struggling, but pretending I wasn't. But like these people who are telling us that we just have to eat less and move more, like it's that bloody easy. I am angry that earlier this year, a woman said to me, yeah, but it's fine to hate our bodies. We're supposed to. And like, she was being a hundred percent serious and like not being facetious at all. She genuinely thought this was the norm and it was okay that that's the norm. And I am angry that one of my new clients told me that her seven-year-old daughter is already scared of getting fat and she doesn't want to eat birthday cake in case it makes her fat. I am a thousand percent ragey angry that there's a $72 billion industry that exists and makes money off the fact that we don't feel like we're good enough. And they're not even trying to help because if they actually helped, then what they're peddling would work and then the industry wouldn't exist anymore. Like, this is why I find it so easy, so easy to keep living on purpose and why I'm so driven to do the work that I do and to reach as many people as possible because I want to make myself obsolete. I want people to go, "Mm, improving body image, finding food freedom. Like, why would we need to be taught that? That's already how we exist. I literally, I've said this before, I literally want to change the world. And that's why I'm so damn passionate about this because I know how hard it is to be where you are. And I don't want you or anyone else to feel that way any longer. So, I mean, you probably switched on this episode to hear how finding food and body freedom changed my life, not to hear me rant about why this being necessary makes me mad. But I do think it's important to talk about this and also important to get mad because sometimes getting mad is the thing that lights you up enough to change. So let me paint a bit of a picture for you. When I was 10 years old, I realized that I was bigger than the other girls in my class. I was taller. I was broader. I was just bigger, overall bigger. And I realized that bigger wasn't better when it came to girls. I realized that all the popular girls were small and petite and giggly and girly, not taller than the boys wearing tie dye (laughs) and, you know, always being loud and silly with a deep voice to boot. Listen to my voice. Come on guys on a 10 year old girl, not a good time. And when I was 13, I would fight with my brother and he'd always throw fat back at me as an insult. And I'd scribble the word in my diary, sobbing and just full of this dark self-hatred that would permeate my body, telling me I wasn't good enough and I never would be. I'd lie in bed and I'd grab my stomach, wishing I could just take scissors and just chop it all off. And when I was 14, my friend was struggling with what I've now realized was anorexia or at least the beginnings of anorexia. And I was so jealous of her, so jealous of her. And I wished that I had the discipline to not eat. I wished I could be so small that you could see my bones. And when I was 17, I made a pact with another friend that we'd lose weight and be skinny for schoolies. We'd text each other a code word that was a reminder not to eat, often multiple times a day. We'd scroll through Tumblr, looking at skinny, depressed girls for hours and, you know, just wishing, wishing we could be just like them. 
And, you know, at school, we'd only eat fruit and drink energy drinks because we had no energy, which now, yes, because you weren't eating. That's how it works. But at the time, fruit and energy drinks, that was the way to go. That was me thinking I was being healthy because I wanted to be skinnier. And when I was 19 and I had my own money, I'd spend it all on food and alcohol. I loved having my own car because it meant I could go and get food whenever I wanted. I could hide my food in my car and... Also, like, I felt like I was in charge of what I did with my, to my own body, like with my own body, but to my own body. And sometimes that meant, you know, going to the gym at 11 PM at night. And sometimes it meant hitting the drive through on my way home from dinner with friends. And also like being drunk or hungover was an excuse to eat. So I did both all the time. And when I was 22, I was convinced that no boy would ever actually like me because my body was disgusting and therefore I was disgusting. And I pushed people away to try and get in and, you know, separate myself before they could hurt me. And when I was 25, my entire life revolved around being as small as possible. I was trying every single diet under the sun. I was losing plenty of weight. I lost, I lost plenty of weight, but I was struggling, like really struggling because I had to become more and more restrictive to actually stay that way. I was binging constantly, feeling out of control around food. I was convinced that there was something wrong with me. Like there must be something wrong with me. And that I was the only person who felt this way. I thought about food in my body 24 seven, 24 seven. I canceled plans and I avoided doing certain things because I didn't like the way my body looked. And, you know, I was worried about judgment. I was, I feared judgment. I was also just dependent on people telling me that I looked good. And if they didn't, then I assumed they thought I was gross. And then, you know, I'd need to change my body even more. I counted every calorie and every macro that went into my mouth. I wanted to date, but I also knew that dating came with drinks and food and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't. I was exercising twice a day. I was pushing my body through illness and injury and all that kind of stuff. And I thought all of this was good. I thought I was doing all of the right things and that the binging and the self-hatred was a sign that there was just something wrong with me. And like, I just needed to try harder and I just needed to do better. I needed to exercise more. I needed to eat less. I needed to stop being so weak and pathetic and just do it. Oh, like when I speak about all of this, about what my life was like before, it makes me feel weird. It feels weird that 16 years of my life was consumed with those feelings. Like it makes me feel weird that I can recall exactly what my food and body relationship was like over every single year of my life from the age of 10 onwards, 16 years, every single year I could tell you. And that's not how it should be. Like your food and body relationship should just be such a non-issue, something that you don't have to think about, something that just fades into the background because it's just a part of life. And this is a conversation that I had with one of my clients the other night. She said that she's not thinking, oh my God, I love my body every day, but she's just kind of stopped caring about what it looks like. She stopped thinking about losing weight all of the time when previously that's something that's consumed her for years. She's just accepting it with her body. Like it is what it is. And she's just living her life. And that, that is what it's all about. It's not always about being stoked about the way you look or thinking about loving yourself all the time. Like it's about getting that brain space back so you can devote it to more important things like friends or family or personal development or learning or work or having fun or your relationship or whatever, your dog, I don't care, something, anything. 
And that's the biggest change. That's the biggest change I've seen since finding food and body freedom. I just have so much mental energy and brain space to devote to the things that actually matter. Like I can think about food 5% of the day, not 95% of the day. And I still really, really, really love food. That hasn't changed. I used to think that I thought about it so much because I loved it so much, but I love it just as much, if not more now. And yet I think about it 5% instead of 95% of the day. And I can show up entirely as myself and do or say or wear the things I want to because I don't have that like inner negative monologue going on 24-7 telling me I'm ugly or not good enough or, oh my, oh my God, you can't wear that. Her name is Frida and she's a bitch. <laughs> but now my food choices are made on what's going to make me feel good. So that's both physically through vitamins and minerals and nutrients and all of that kind of stuff, but also mentally as in they actually taste good and I enjoy putting them in my body. I haven't binged in over three years. I don't often eat past the point of comfortable fullness. Like, sure, it still happens sometimes because that's normal and that's okay and that's fine. But I never beat myself up about it if I do. And it never affects my food choices for the rest of the day. I don't, you know, modify what I'm eating later or the next day based on what I've eaten today. I also don't do that like screw it eating anymore where, you know, you have something and you feel like you've, well, I've done it now. So I may as well just go and eat everything else or like I've ruined it. So screw it. I'm going to eat it all. I don't do that anymore. I don't need to do that anymore. Exercise. Exercise feels so enjoyable. And it's one of my favorite parts of my day. Like right now I'm in this insanely busy period where I'm working really, really, really hard, but there is no way in hell I'm sacrificing my exercise because it brings me so much joy and it makes my body feel amazing. I was talking to my mum the other night and telling her how much I have on. And, you know, she was saying, oh, you know, worried, obviously, like, you know, maybe like make sure you take it a little bit easy, take time for you. And I said that I'd been at Pilates and she's like, I'm I'm glad you're still going. I was like, yeah, there's no, like, this is what I'm, (laughs) I mean, I love my work, obviously. I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm just very, very busy, but yeah, it was just as if I'm going to sacrifice Pilates. Like right now, Pilates is like one of my favorite parts of my day. And that's not in a sad way. That's in a good way. I just love it that much. And like this whole, you know, still exercising, even when I've got so much else going on, it's not from a place of like, I should exercise or about, you know, burning calories or going, Oh my God, I've been sitting all day. Therefore I have to go and exercise or even like, it's not really even to be healthy as such. It's just about knowing that my body loves this. My brain loves this. And I love this. And I still have bad body image moments. Everyone does. And it never entirely goes away, but how I react and how I respond to them has drastically changed. I haven't cried over my body as in like cried in a bad way, which I used to do a lot for years now. Like I genuinely cannot remember the last time it's been so long. I have though cried in a positive way about my body in like a, holy shit, I'm so bloody proud of myself and so damn grateful for this body and how lucky I am to have it kind of way. Oh my God, what can I say? I'm a cry. I'm getting... I'm getting a little bit teary right now. This makes me emotional. And when I have bad body image moments now, like I acknowledge that feeling. I acknowledge that it sucks and I move on. It genuinely doesn't affect me any more than that. And if you'd said that to me, you know, four or five years ago, there's no way I would have believed that I could be in this place. So overall, I'm just so much happier and I'm so much more in control of my own thoughts and feelings and emotions because when you have an unhealthy relationship with food and with your body, it's such a big part of your life. Like you just 
you can't escape your body and you can't just stop eating. It's, you're always going to be around those things. So it feels really overwhelming and all consuming and it takes over your entire brain. But when that's fixed, everything's brighter. Like I know it sounds silly, but the world is filled with so much more potential and possibility. And that's just freaking exciting. <laughs> like imagine a world where everyone felt like that where everyone had the space and the energy for the things that actually matter. Like imagine what we could do in this lifetime if we're all like that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how much wasted potential is out there right now because people are too worried about if their butt looks big in their jeans? Like, and I know that sounds like I'm trivializing it, but really like we have so much potential and I feel like this unhealthy relationship with food in our bodies is just holding us all back so much because when I see what I've done since then, and I don't even necessarily mean in terms of the change in the relationship, just the things that I've been able to do in my life since getting over this negative, unhealthy relationship blow my mind. I never would have believed I was capable of these things. So imagine if everyone did that, like we could cure cancer. We could do anything, anything like, Oh, anyway, So that's why I'm here. Like, I want to get you to this point too, where you feel gratitude and pleasure when you think about food in your body instead of pain and suffering. I want you to have that brain space and that acceptance and that satisfaction with where you're at right now. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until you do. So if you're on board, if you want that too, if you want to be more like me now than, you know, me for those 16 years of my life, come along to my free live masterclass. It's on Thursday night and you can also otherwise register if you can't make it live so you can get the replay recording. It's called nourishment over punishment. And I'm going to teach you my freedom formula, which is basically what I use to make those changes and to become this new version of myself. It's helped so many women find food and body freedom already. And I just, I know that it will do it for you too. So save your spot through the link in the show notes and I can't wait to see you there.